All right, let me get a glass of water and we can get going. So, their case, you get bored. What? <laughs> what? You just answered my question. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Movies, TV, Blu-rays. If somehow you're consuming it on the screen with your eyes, then you'll hear it on Scene and Nerd. Here are the hosts of Scene and Nerd, Casey, Pete, and Matt, with a little help from Casey Franco. Welcome back to Scene and Nerd. Uh, we took a well, we took kind of a week off. Not totally. We had our our watch along of Daredevil and, and did our little mini so lead up to this past week's episode of Game of Thrones. But now we're back with the full episode. Um, I'm Pacing Pete, your host. Alongside me is Mr. Casey Franco. Oh, hey Pete, what's going on? I was gonna say it didn't really feel didn't really feel like a week off because I do remember <laughs> talking and, and, and being here. At least I thought so. Maybe it was well, a hallucination. <laughs> Were you doing drugs again, Casey? Uh, yeah. Well, you uh, know me. Quirky as always. Maybe it was whatever that burrito you have every, every Friday. <laughs> um, yeah. I know. I was just thinking because we weren't doing our regular show. So, but I mean, we did, we did still talk. So you got it. You make it, you make a good point. Um, but anyway, let me uh, let's let's uh, get going here. Uh, joining us today, uh, back you heard him uh, with us a few weeks ago when he was on a, on the show with when we did our Flash Minisode uh, podcast. Uh, welcome back, John from Friday Night Fandom. Welcome back, man. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm really happy to be back. Great, man. We're great. To, we're uh, happy to have you back with us too. Um, we got a lot to talk about today. There's a lot of news going on, a lot of TV talk. Um, I'm gonna do a Jurassic park review uh or i'm nice. sorry jurassic world review um i got a chance to catch that last friday but i you know we try to if, if we catch the movie the weekend it comes out we try to give you a week to uh to to fully get a chance to watch it so then we can drop all the spoilers uh mm-hmm. and uh really let you know if you should watch it or not um but yeah unless we got that, that thing is unless the thing is game of thrones in which case you get <laughs> you get like five days yeah, bitches, he, you get five days and we're <laughs> spoiling that shit. <laughs> yeah, the way that it ended, we can't just. We, that's just something we cannot just like hold off for like a whole week or longer. That's just something that right. has to be talked out, uh, talked about immediately. I can barely um, hold off a minute. <laughs> I know. Um, all right, so let's kick things off here. So Matt's not here, as you can tell. So um, he's we actually perfect. we were perfect last week. <laughs> we wrong. were perfect like that. No, no redaction. Um, so let's just get into the movies this week. Uh, first up, we've got Inside Out. That's the new Disney Pixar movie. Um, that's in, at a 99%. Yeah, uh, that's so, been pretty good. Yeah, I really want to check that out. It's, it's, you know, it's getting a lot of uh, good press. And a, lot of, a lot of critics are saying it's, it's the best movie they've done since Up. And wow. You know, they've come out with a lot of movies since then. So that's, uh, it's a tall order, but you know, Pixar has a knack for outdoing themselves every year so it wouldn't surprise me um uh, is it are you guys uh john are you interested in seeing inside out at all uh i enjoy cartoons but i'm not a big fan of the cartoons that are made for kids so i probably won't catch this one but (laughs) my girlfriend and my cousin who's also my co-host or the both of them are they (laughs) they usually go on trips to the movies to go catch all the movies i hate 
<laughs> so, so I'll usually go in one theater and they'll go watch something else. So now I have to ask, where do you fall uh, on the Adventure Time spectrum? Do you do you feel like that falls under cartoon for kids or cartoon for adults? <laughs> That's way for adults. Um, way for adults. Okay. Yeah that that one usually <laughs> that one's usually played here in my house like every morning when my when my girlfriend's getting ready for work. So I don't mind that one at all. I like that one a lot actually. I, I hear that quite a bit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> are you are you interested in seeing it all, Case? Uh, yeah. You know what? I'll probably go see it. I I still need to see Big Hero Six, honestly. Uh, but I'll I probably have a better chance to see in Inside Out just because Lewis Lewis Black is in it. He plays the rage emotion, and he's one yeah, of my favorite yeah. comedians. Yeah. When I saw he was cast as Rage, I thought that was pretty pretty brilliant, brilliant casting there. Yeah. 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 The um, only other person who could have done it was like Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> oh, that would have been great. That would have been great. I think he would, might have ended up murdering everyone on set. Who knows? <laughs> um, so, uh, so that's out this week. Also, one of the movie, uh, it's called Dope. It's at sitting at ninety one percent on the tomato meter. It's yeah, that's the title of the movie, Dope. And I'm not. That's not Dope. a typo. Ninety one percent on the tomato meter. So nice. Wow, that's um, pretty. That's better than I thought it was going to be. Do you yeah. know anything about what that movie's about? I, I, I really, I really do. I've seen a few trailers. Um, it, I, so I'm just going off what I've looked at, and it looks like kind of a coming of age movie with inner city kids. Okay, um, well, I'm not I know sure. That Blake oh, Blake Anderson from Workaholics has a has a has had a pretty big part in, in getting that movie done. I don't know oh, if really? he star. I don't know if he stars in it, uh, but I know he helped. He helped wrote it. He did, or he helped write it. Not wrote it. He uh, <laughs> he uh, he did an interview the other day on some kind of local television network somewhere, and he was just he was stoned off his ass. <laughs> he was like eating a bagel during the interview, and like all of his answers didn't make any sense. It was pretty funny. Funny enough, it made me want to go see the movie. So nice, successful nice. interview on Blake's part. <laughs> <laughs> well, that worked out well. Yeah. Um, so those movies are out this week. Uh, go check them out. Um, on Blu-ray, uh, quite a few. We got Chappie, Unfinished Business, Run All Night, and The Lazarus Effect. So um, quite a different uh, variety of movies there. I don't. I didn't know if any of you guys saw Chappie. I know that got a lot of mixed reviews. Um, John, did you get a chance to watch Chappie? Uh, I haven't seen it, but um, I am a big fan of... Uh, what is it? Diane Wood? Diane Wood? Uh-huh. So it's something I've been meaning to see, but we get real busy. So a lot of the times, by the time I'm, I have time to catch a movie, it's already out. So that's one that I missed. I'll probably have to catch it on DVD. Okay, cool. Um, Casey, did you, did you watch that? Uh, no, I didn't. Hold on. I've, I've stepped away from the microphone for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, All right, no worries, man. I have no worries. Robots, robots of my own that need... <laughs> Tending to, uh, but no. To answer your question, hell no. I didn't see Chappie. It looked terrible. <laughs> it looked like it looked like uh, Rock'em Sock'em Robots. You know, it's only, funny. I was only with with less of a plot. It was fun. I was watching. I was following. You know, Twitter this past week, and one there was one critic that I follow, and and he he said it was Catwoman bad. So I was like, well, that, that's, uh, that's 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 harsh. Not a good thing. <laughs> that's not. That's, that's, that's not that's very pretty, good. Well, the thing is, it has it has like a decent IMDb rating, but it has a really, really bad 
all other ratings. Like Rotten Tomatoes hates it, Metacritic hates it, but IMDb does not hate it. Did That's you guys like District Nine? I did. Uh, I did not actually. Really? I thought the con- I thought the con- I'm not, I know I'm one of those weirdos. I thought the concept was awesome. I thought the execution was uh, poor. Man, Casey, you're like totally fired. This is me, though. I know. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's I'll cool. Leave, you know, I'll no, leave it's in cool. controversy. That's right. <laughs> no, it's 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 cool because you know what? I actually haven't met too many people that didn't like District Nine. So I don't know. It's it good. just wasn't a, it, like I feel. I don't know. I, it was just too like. I, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't seen the movie in a long time. I just remember seeing it and just being like, I, I, they could have been, I feel like they could have been more serious with it. <laughs> um, okay, that's cool. Uh, maybe have to make you watch it again here soon. Probably. I, I think so. I think that's probably <laughs> what that says. Did you like District 9, John? Uh, I kind of fell in the middle of you two. Like I saw it one time and it was okay. I didn't consider it a waste of my time, but at the same time, I probably won't ever watch it again. So once was good enough for you. Yeah, and even at that, it was just I I didn't I didn't leave thinking like that was such a great movie. It was just whatever, <laughs> something to pass the time. <laughs> that was definitely a movie. <laughs> <laughs> I like this little gradient we have here. We have the, the nice little spread. Yeah, yeah, it works. Out. I like it. I like that. You gotta have that sometimes, man. Yeah. Um. So yeah, those those are the movies coming out. Um. I really don't know much about unfinished business. Run all night. Lazarus effect. Ah, can talk. The Lazarus effect looks like uh, they want to be flatliners. That's all I really got. About that <laughs> but, um, Did you catch that one? That or? I I didn't, but I saw a ton of trailers for it because it was like it, there was actually a ton of tra- trailers when it first came out. And when I saw the trailers, the first thing I thought was flatliners. Um, and so, uh, but it, it seems like more of like a horror movie. Um, yeah. But I didn't. I didn't. Did you get a chance to watch that one? No, I'm waiting. So I can catch it in the red box. Okay. Because I saw it and I was like, uh, definitely, definitely looks like something I wouldn't pay money to go see in the theater. But <laughs> <laughs> I do want to check it out. Um, yeah, because I like that chick. She was in House. I liked her a lot in House. Uh, Olivia Wilde. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of I think a lot of people like her, so I can't blame you there. Um, <laughs> uh, all right, so that's that are the, those are the movies out on Blu-ray and uh, D, and uh, DVD and the movie theater. So I wanted to get over to uh, the Jurassic World review, um, like I had mentioned earlier. Uh, I got a chance to watch it last Friday. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, it was, it was, it. They did a good job of trying to bring it back to the original. Um, it, it certainly wasn't as good as the original, as, you know, the first Ooh, first yeah. movie. But it was, but it was good. It was entertaining. Um, the characters were were good. I, I definitely thought there was a certain uh, a good uh, a good level of cheese in the movie, but not so much that you didn't hate the movie because the action was really exciting. Um, Chris Pratt, you know, he's just like the man. So, like, it was you know he was certainly like you know like the badass in this movie and. It, it's it was funny seeing him in that role because before that I can't think of another role where he was like almost a pure badass. Like even when he was Star Lord, he was funny and quirky, and he had his badass moments. But it was never a hundred percent badass. I feel like this brought him close to that, and and he he pulled it off pretty well. Um, I he, I feel in oh sorry sorry keep going. No 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 go ahead. 
Well, I, in most of his parts, he's always the like reluctant hero. He's like the lovable idiot who happens to stumble upon greatness. <laughs> but it sounds like you're from from your description in this one. He's just he's just Mission Impossible status the whole time. Yeah, like I mean, he throws like little you know funny lines here and there, but I don't think I've ever seen him seen him play it uh, as a badass this this straight. Like just you know. You know, uh, I mean, you knew he was, like he says, he's the alpha in the movie. Um, but uh, I, I thought his his uh, dialogue, his scenes with uh, Bryce Dallas Howard's character was pretty good. Um, you know, because they, they definitely kind of tease a backstory with them and, and how it led to their relationship in the movie um, going forward. And I thought that was pretty good. I thought they worked well together. Uh, the dinosaurs were awesome, uh, you know, because they have this whole thing where... They, you know, they they have Jurassic World like it's basically what would have what it what, what Jurassic Park would have looked like if uh, Newman hadn't destroyed the whole fucking thing, um, you know. And so <laughs> Newman, yeah, Newman. Uh, now, if 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 all that shit hadn't gone down in the first one, like this is this is what it would have looked like. Um, and, and the funny thing is, is when it begins, they're they're getting all these pressure from these investors and. How like oh they they gotta create more dinosaurs aren't just enough and and then you know lo and behold they create their own dinosaur but they pick it from different parts of di- of other dinosaurs uh, and and the the twist at the end um, like I said spoiling this here uh, the twist uh, at the end is is that uh, it's part because remember this thing looks like almost like a T Rex uh, and it's just it's a lethal dinosaur. Uh, the reason what makes it even more dangerous is that they it's put... part dolphin. Oh God, <laughs> everyone's screwed. Everyone is screwed. Uh, close enough. Uh, no, it's they put Velociraptor in it, and uh, and and at the moment when Chris Pratt's character realizes this, it's it's a really good twist, and it t- changes everything because at that point um, they're all going after uh, going after this dinosaur, um, and Chris Pratt's got his team of Velociraptors that follow him. But it's it's but what happens is when the Velociraptors surround this huge dinosaur and, and you know they think they're gonna take it out, they start communicating and then that's when he realizes, oh, this is part Velociraptor. This is why they kept it classified from everyone and telling them what this dinosaur really was. Um so uh, I thought that was really, really cool. Um, you know, there wasn't too much there was there wasn't too much like uh showing of someone getting eaten. There was like one specific scene I remember where uh, Bryce Dallas Howard's assistant gets eaten. She's getting first of all, she's getting chewed up by. Um, oh man, I don't know my dinosaurs. I think Matt would kill me. Um, uh, it's pterodactyl. Um, I believe that's right. Uh, but she's getting no. It's pronounced petrodactyl. Petrodactyl. Thank it's you. Pterodactyl. There's a pterodactyl. Thank you. Definitely not silent. But she's getting chewed up by this thing, and then she gets She and then it takes her into the water, and then. This huge uh, sea dinosaur comes out and eats both of them. So uh, as, as, <laughs> that was probably the most gruesome death because Vincent D'Onofrio's character actually, uh, uh, what is it, Mr. Kingpin himself, who is in the movie, um, he he suffers a, a death at the hands of a Velociraptor, but it doesn't. They don't show it too much. You know, you didn't. I I feel like you didn't get too much of that. Like there was little bits and parts. Maybe they tried to mirror Jurassic Park. A little bit, but I always felt like Jurassic Park. One of the thing, cool things was uh, about the first one was um, they showed a lot of the deaths, but it wasn't too crazy. 
Um, I think they kind of did the same thing in this one, but I, I didn't feel like there was many. There were, a lot, there were quite a few people that died, but it wasn't. Um, you didn't see it as much. It was more off screen. Uh, this this is uh, what I felt. Um, as far as like anything I didn't like, uh, I think that uh, the kids in the movie were kind of annoying. Um, they, I felt like they wanted you to like them, whereas you know in, in the in the first one they had the brother and the sister. And, and and I felt like they served more of a purpose, and they were there for a reason. Whereas these kids were just Bryce Dallas, uh, the char- the character of Bryce Dallas Howard, her her nephews, and and they were just in the way the whole time, and and just kind of annoying. Um, but I really didn't feel anything. Like I don't know. I don't want to say anything bad because I could make some people <laughs> mad. I just uh, let's just say I didn't I didn't care for the kids, and and if anything would have happened, it would have been like okay, they're dead. But right. let's. But yeah, so, um, but that was probably my only big thing that was kind of annoyed me about the. Well, movie. were they like were they like brats or something? Well, no. So they you have like or they just the didn't contribute. They didn't contribute. They didn't anything. contribute anything. You know, you had the little kid who was really interested. Like he was okay. Like uh, I don't know if you remember, but in the Iron Man three, I believe when he's he he crash lands like in some random part of the country, some kid helps him oh. out. So that yeah, kid is okay. the, yeah. So he's in the movie and. His character is actually not ter- not terribly annoying. Um, he's like you know just a little kid who's really interested in dinosaurs, and that was cool. It was the brother I think more that was just really annoyed me because he didn't. Okay, <laughs> I, I guess I could keep going, but it's just go on, huge, go on. Huge, We're already huge, in the thick of <laughs> some huge plot holes with like the parents and how the parents just let them go to Jurassic World on their own to meet their aunt, who is clearly the person who runs this park, but they just somehow think she's going to be able to babysit them while she's running an entire park of people. <laughs> and it's just like, that, that was just kind of annoying. I was like, really? Like, am I, am I supposed to buy this? But I, I just I did my best to say whatever. I just, I'm not going to worry about it. But now that I'm like talking about it and thinking about it, I'm like, God, that was so dumb. Why, were they, but, yeah, why did they even have to be there? Yeah, like um, there was no point. Like honestly, like you don't if if you don't have the two kids, I feel like you didn't lose anything. Like it wouldn't have been like a big deal. Like they well, could have been two random kids that were just there at the park. Which in, in, in the trailer, it looks like they're just two random kids at the park. It um, sounds to me. It sounds to me like this Jurassic Park movie tried to be more family friendly than the original ones. Yeah, would it, you say it, that's safe to say? I think that's safe to say. Um, so they maybe the. Uh, the addition of the kids is to like give the young viewer someone to relate to. Yeah, because you know, like I said, in the brother sister in the first one, um, they weren't as uh, showcased. I guess you could say as as the kids in this movie. Um, they had their they had their roles. Um, they 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 brought a little bit more to that story, but they didn't overdo it because you had like you know Sam Neill and Jeff Goldblum and Laura and, and uh, uh, Laura Dern in there. So you had to balance out a lot more of their characters with this. Um, I felt like they tried to make the kid, these kids in this movie, a little bit more of the main part of the main cast, even though they didn't contribute much. So, but I, like I said, I think my 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 biggest gripe goes back to the older brother, who he's more annoying than anything. Because like you know, he's at a park, like a really cool park. Like if you're a kid his age, um. Like this is cool, like to go see this. But for, for him, it's live like, dinosaurs. You little yeah. shit, enjoy yourself. <laughs> what are you doing? Like this kid was it's like the bored. Zoo. It's not the zoo. It's not a museum. These are actual <laughs> living dinosaurs. He's like, yeah, whatever. Got his Game Boy or whatever the hell the kids play these days. <laughs> no, like he would bust out his phone. Like they're at a, they're they're at this one amusement 
where <laughs> so amusement funny. part where where like you know the brother the little brother's all sitting in there and getting all into it and the older brother's like they're on his on his iPhone or whatever I'm like oh they really? actually do that that's yeah. actually kind of funny <laughs> I, I that's kind of funny that they put that in there I kind of like that yeah it was, it was, uh, <laughs> but I, like I said maybe it's my whole gripe with this thing is the older brother who just kind of annoyed me the whole time sounds um, and like it. And, and he's the reason they actually get into a lot of the trouble they get into. Oh, because one always. of the cool rides they have is like this um, glass bubble where you can control the inside of it. And you can control where you go amongst the dinosaurs. And it was really cool. But when shit goes crazy, that's when he's like, hey, like telling the br- little brother, like, hey, let's, let's, let's live dangerous. Let's go, through the, <laughs> let's go through the part of the park right. where <laughs> we're not supposed to go to. Like, let's. And, the, and so he's ultimately the reason that they get lost and they almost die. So I, I did this. I just thought maybe, maybe I just thought that was kind of silly. But, um, but yeah. But overall, like you know, you got you get to just real quickly get into the end. You had the the battle between um, the dinosaur that's biologically uh, engineered, and and you have the battle with the T Rex, uh, which I read a lot uh, leading up to the movie, and I guess that's supposed to be the T Rex from the first movie, um, which was kind of cool. Uh, nice little like you know homage to the first movie, but uh, they they have it out big battle, you know a big uh, you know monster style battle which I thought was really really cool. Um, the Raptors actually rejoin uh, team team Chris Pratt and uh, start helping them out, which is really cool. Uh, that whole battle scene was pretty awesome. That that kind of paid your price of paid the price of admission right there, um, which I really really enjoyed. Um, now, but uh, I have. One quick question. Okay. Uh, are the original movies canon in this world? You know what? I was reading an article, um, and they specifically, like, the director came out and said, we're not recognizing the second and third movie. Okay. This is basically but a sequel the, to the first movie. Sequel to the first movie. Okay, got it. So, yeah. like, they, all mm. the shit happens, they get all the shit back together, and then, mm-hmm. and then yeah. they have the park. Okay. Yeah, because they, they go to different certain parts of the island where it is like the old park that got left abandoned. Um, and, and, you know, there's little Easter eggs that that was kind of cool. There's a, there's a book of Jeff Goldblum's character, Ian Malcolm, on one of the uh, workers' desk. Um, so, like, they have little things like that. Uh, it was, you know, but for the most part, I, 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 I thought it was a good, like, I thought it was a good ride at the movies. Like, if you want to go, you want to go to the movies and see, like, a good... Summer movie, I, I have no problem with you checking out Jurassic Park. I think you're going to enjoy it. Get some popcorn, kick back. Uh, it, you won't go wrong. Like I said, a lot of my gripes are, are kind of nitpicky, and, and they're things that I'm thinking about more now versus when I actually sat and watched the movie. Um, so, you know, it's, it was good. I, I, right. gave it, I think I gave it like a B, B plus. Maybe. A B plus? Oh, wow. All right. Well, I mean, as long as I have your blessing, I might go see it. <laughs> I enjoyed it maybe – okay, I'll say this. I enjoyed it maybe as much as I enjoyed uh, Age of Ultron. Hmm. 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 Okay. All right. That's fine. So that's I, fine. I think that's a, that's a nice little review. That would be my basis of comparison. So all right. So that is my review of Jurassic World. Um, we're going to move on to Casey's Rundown. Oh, man. It's time for the entertainment. Oh, man, these are cards, but that probably sounded like a fart. <laughs> <laughs> Those are little business cards that I, I just did that. All right. Uh, uh, the entertainment, whatever. And uh, first up, well, is there a, was that a baby? Is there a baby on board today? Oh, my daughter's home with me today. So, <laughs> seen a nerd. Baby on board. All right. 
Jesse Eisenberg has confirmed uh, that he will appear at the San Diego Comic Con for Batman vs Superman. Uh, so that'll be cool. I have the feeling like there's gonna be a lot of uh, of uh, stuff, but we'll get to that in a second. And that second is right now because the next story is Marvel, Sony, and Paramount are all skipping this year's Comic-Con, which means that it's going to be predominantly DC Comics and Star Wars. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, I, I, okay, okay. Um, that's right. It's, that's right. <laughs> um, I was curious, John, what do you think of, of Marvel completely um, skipping out on, on what is normally like Call H? Like that's the big thing at Comic-Con. Um. I don't. Uh, I can't remember who I was talking to, but what they were saying was basically that it makes sense that they're so big, they should just <laughs> pull out of Comic Con completely because they can just be doing their own convention with Star Wars, Marvel, and Disney, which makes sense because they have enough stuff to just do you know do a whole con out of. But as far as them not going, um, is that like all of Marvel, or was that just James Gunn? Was that him not going? Because I know that he's the one that had said that to begin with, but I wasn't sure if that meant like all of Marvel wasn't going to be there. No, it's like everybody, like the studio, like they're not bringing any Ant Man stuff, nothing from uh, Captain, you know, Civil War for next year. Like, there's nothing Marvel. That's pretty like. Yeah. That's like a. I don't know. That's kind of like a big fuck you to all the marvel fans because i mean it's not like only dc fans show up to san diego so i mean what do they expect all of their fans to do out there if they're not going to show up you know it's stupid i think it's stupid on their part yeah I, I mean you know i feel like with you know even though they they have dominated hall h in past years at comic-con I, I don't see why they can't drop little nuggets of of you know you know, uh, civil war for next year. You know, just little things like that. I think it'd be really cool, but um, but who who knows what's uh, what they have planned? And I, I mean, it's cool that we're gonna get like Star Wars stuff there. Um, and and you know, they're not gonna wait till I think they call it. It's like D something D twenty three or something like that. They they do something um, like following that, like weeks later, uh, at, in Disneyland, and they and they do their own thing. But um, oh, I, I'm excited to see, yeah, I'm excited to see. Um, how that how that all pans out? <clears throat> well, if they're if they're not going to be there, I really hope that DC doesn't drop the ball and just not you know not completely overwhelm everyone with all the awesome stuff they're going to have. Yeah, because they're it's basically like Marvel's giving them you know the balls in their court, and it's going to suck if they just blow it. So hopefully yeah. they don't. I really I'm really looking forward to seeing. Uh, like some official Suicide Squad stuff. I'm already over all the, all the stuff on Instagram and on Twitter. I want to <laughs> see something like from from the studio. So hopefully they'll do something like that. Yeah, that'd be nice if we got like a little teaser of uh, Suicide yeah. Squad in some way. Because I mean, like you said, like the images have been cool, but uh, we 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 want to see some some actual footage. So yeah, <laughs> is it too loud? <laughs> no, I just like that. I just like that Lucy's just running amok in the background. She, she <laughs> is. She is. <laughs> uh, okay. Are we are we good? Are we ready to yeah. move on? 
We're ready to go. Sorry. It was this, that was one of those times when I've just I was enjoying your guys' conversation so much. I forgot that I also have to be an active part of the show. <laughs> uh, okay, next up, uh, the Flash season two has released some new details. Uh, first of which is that a new mystery hero will be introduced to the show, and that uh, Detective West, uh, whose name is whose actual name is Joe, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, uh, will receive a new partner, and now, as for the superhero, it could be it could be anyone. It could be Jay Garrick. It could be some people think it might be like an older Green Lantern. We don't know. It can be anyone. Uh, do you guys have any suggestions as for who you would like to see on the next season of the Arrow? I mean, not the Arrow. I mean, the Flash. <laughs> that was the worst kind of Freudian slip. That was the worst kind. <laughs> The funny part about that is you hate Arrow. So I despise like... Arrow. <laughs> uh, John, what, do you have any uh, guesses? Uh, man, I don't know. Um, and this, the what you were saying was for they're looking to cast uh, his partner, um, or just well, another hero. That's uh, something else. Uh, he's gonna get a new, Joe West is gonna get a new side sidekick basically that'll be a new love interest for barry it's assumed uh but there's also going to be a new superhero uh who is look who's look like his name is john clark from the audition tapes um this is probably not his real name and just the producers trying to keep fans in the dark for a little longer is what this article says uh but he's in his like 30s 40s and he refers to Barry as a kid in the audition tapes. So whoever he is, he's a little bit older. He's not a young, not a young guy, but he is a superhero. And uh, <laughs> we have no idea who he is. My, I just got cut out of the call. I just got back in. Uh, so I caught like the last sentence. Oh. <laughs> That's fine. No, but I, I get what you're saying. It's, they're casting his partner who's going to be also be a hero, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I don't know. That's a tough Maybe. one. I hope it's Jesus. Kanye's. Just- <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I don't know. Barry, I know Barry, I know you're fast, but Jay Garrig was the fastest flash of all time. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Yeah. You know what's funny about that is um I want did the what other details did they mention about Joe's partner? Anything else or Oh, his Oh, well, as for his partner, uh yeah, she's revealed to be Patty Spivot or Spiv Spivo Spive. If she's French, um, she's Barry's love interest from the New Fifty Two comics. Okay, um, you know they they were teasing that Barry would get a Felicity type of of uh, character, like romance type thing going on for the Flash, and I, I wonder if this is where it's headed. I mean, like you said, it's a character that he's romantically involved with in the New Fifty Two, so it could be probably. Maybe, probably. Oh, okay. it literally so says Felicity know. like love interest. Yeah, so so I don't do know. You know. Do you know what you're talking? What that is, John? No, I didn't keep up with the the new Fifty Two Flash. Hey, so. that's fine. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't have an idea of who she is. God, man. Uh, well, only time will tell, as the cliche goes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then I'm sure there's a joke in there about time travel, but uh, let's just skip it. Uh, okay, next up, 
Channing Tatum uh, in a Reddit AMA confirmed that he is not, I repeat, not going to be in X-Men Apocalypse. So, Pete, good news. You can see <laughs> X-Men Apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, it's been very well documented. I'm not a big Channing Tatum fan. Although he has grown on me with some of the movies he's done better, but um, we'll still see. Jury's still out on him uh, portraying uh, Gambit. So, Just wait for Magic Mike 2, man. Just wait. I think he'll really come around on you. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, all right. Next up, uh, fans of the Foo Fighters, uh, David, Dave Grohl, if there, was, if there was any question as to whether or not this man was a badass, uh, in Sweden, he was playing a concert, and he accidentally fell off the stage and broke his foot. <laughs> and as the cast was being put on his broken foot, he he sat in a chair, continued to play the guitar and sing for the band. <laughs> you know, I, I saw a funny. Someone made a funny meme. It showed uh, it showed different uh, musicians like Beyonce and and Drake and um, Iggy Azalea. Azalea. They're different. Like like oh, canceled because of being sick or. Or something, just like some, you know, why they would cancel the concert. And then it showed Dave Grohl, like, broke leg, had cast put on, still played concert. So I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> that is a pretty good point. Iggy Azalea canceled, like, a worldwide tour because she wasn't feeling it. Oh, my <laughs> she was like, eh, not today. Woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Sorry, rest of the world. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, entire world. You'll have to wait for the next Azalea tour. Anyway, weird tangent. Um, so... Uh, the Federación Internacionale de Football Asociación, uh, or FIFA, as it is commonly known, put out a movie in 2004 called United Passions, and uh, it was it's like a 10 million dollar movie. It only made <laughs> it made 918 dollars in its opening weekend, oh and it sets it sets the new record as the lowest grossing film of like all t- in North America of all time. Man, I thought Paul Blart would be the worst movie of of this uh, year, but it turns out it's going to be uh, this FIFA movie. Yeah, you'd um, think you'd think <laughs> that people would despise Paul Blart more than FIFA, but not the case. <laughs> not the yeah, case. I- uh, I don't know if you guys watched John Oliver, but he did like a whole thing on on the FIFA thing, and it was it was pretty hilarious. Like it was just just documenting everything going on with with FIFA and how they're they're everyone in charge is so corrupt. Um, but he spoke about this movie, and there's actually like a lot of decent actors in it. But it, I guess it's just it was just so terribly made with all the money they put into it. It was just so bad. So um, yeah, you you might be better off just waiting till it's on like it. Two in the morning on Spike TV to see it. So. <laughs> Snap. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, let's see. Next up, uh, Jurassic World. I know we already talked about it, but let's just come back to it. Uh, has set a domestic box office record with $208.8 million its opening weekend. That's uh, cool. I mean, that's, you a, know. that's a lot of moolah. That's a lot of moolah. Sequels are sure to follow. I think Chris Pratt already... Already uh, confirmed, he's going to be back for more Jurassic Park movies. So, yeah, just just please don't I just don't know. take just don't go the way of Jurassic Park two and three. Just you know, <laughs> let's let's try to maintain some consistency here. So, uh, I had a thought, and that was I mean I saw a conversation on on Reddit a few days ago got me thinking, uh, which is that 
Like, I know it's pretty commonplace for movies to set box office records these days, and it's not really because of that particular movie being super good. I mean, in some cases it is. It is because that movie is just super good. Um, but I think more often than not, it's just because of, like, inflation, and movie costs a movie costs more to get into these days. So, you, of course, you would think that as time goes on, movies are going to make more money their opening weekends just because it costs more money to see those movies. So would it? do you guys think it would be more effective to measure this stuff in like ticket sales rather than cash? Or do you think that the cash, that the box office records in cash is a more accurate portrayal of how good a movie is? Uh, John, I, think the, start with you. I think the actual tickets, uh, I think that would be a better way, a more accurate way. Like to see, uh, I guess, like the amount of tickets that were sold per movie, not necessarily the price. I think that's the best way to do it. Uh, yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking at it. I guess Box Office Mojo does domestic grosses adjusted for ticket inflation. Gone with the wind is at the top. Who would have thought? That's very thought? interesting. That's very interesting. Like I know that. Um, I don't know what maybe what's Fast and Furious uh, seven or Fast Seven at because I know they made a ton of money this year. I don't see oh. Fast Seven on the top fifty, but that's just skimming it, so I have no idea. I'm just saying by that logic, then like they would they would be done then. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, technically, that I feel like they should. Like I didn't see Fast Seven yet, but um, being as it's the last movie with Paul Walker's character. Um, and the way they ended it, because uh, I'm sure we've all heard the song by now. Uh, uh, I haven't the seen the movie yet. <laughs> well, no, like the Wiz well, Khalifa I mean, song. I'll, that... I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just one of those things where they just end it on a logical note. But because of, think, of... But since when is logic a big part of the Fast and Furious series? I'd, I'd be amazed if they didn't make another one. Well, I, I, yeah, I, I totally think they're going oh, to. I thought they were shooting for 10, and they were going to wrap it up in 10. There you go. Oh, I That's did not know that. Right. So make, there you go. Yeah. What's uh, Okay, so a trilogy's three. What's 10? Uh, a trilogy? A trilogy? <laughs> An overkillogy? Over uh, yeah. <laughs> An overkillogy? <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag that guys overkillogy. Oh, oh, that's God. a lot funnier than it should be. All right, let's, <laughs> let's, all right. Next up, uh, Netflix is adapting uh, Lemony Snicket's "A Series of Unfortunate Events" into a series. Uh, I could I could go through this and 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 tell you all about it, but uh, uh, I won't look it up. On deadline, <laughs> but <laughs> basically, yeah, Netflix is coming out with uh, Lemony Snicket's A Series of Unfortunate Events. I don't think Jim Carrey's going to be in it. I was uh, going to say, that was the Jim Carrey movie. Yeah, and then I don't think those the three kids went on to do anything else. Uh, okay, so next up, uh, some sad news. Tommy Chong was diagnosed with uh, rectal cancer, but fortunately, uh, they recommend that he uses medicinal marijuana to soothe his <laughs> symptoms. And, uh, he's already on top of it. He already, he was good to go. So, so I we wish, say, I wish him the best. I was going to say, he doesn't really need to change much in his daily life. He's, yeah. he's, he's good to go. Like you said. 
Uh, let's see. Uh, so a Game of Thrones uh, CG producer, I believe, confirmed somewhere online. I could re- once again, I could read the article. I'm not <laughs> going to. Uh, but basically, uh, one of their uh, effects producers confirmed that in the next season of Game of Thrones, the dragons are again going to double in size. So wow, Holy yeah, crap. so they're going to be massive next season and i think daenerys's storyline is really going to take off so to speak but i'm bum- catch my drift <laughs> all right sorry sorry police i'm sorry i know it was a bad joke don't arrest me Thank- <laughs> all right <laughs> okay next up uh kevin spacey uh has been uh given knighthood He's an honorary knight now, so he's really? one step. He's one step closer to being actual Frank Underwood. Oh wow! It's just a little so bit the, closer. So we can call him Sir Bacon now. He's Sir, well. What? No. Can we call Kevin, him? Can we, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Kevin. It's not Kevin Bacon. It's Kevin Spacey. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> we can we can absolutely call him that we can absolutely call him sir bacon just won't make any sense those guys up wow (laughs) i was so confused for a second there i was uh nope you're good you're good you're good that's me well all right then okay so uh with (laughs) with that with that that's gonna do it but that's gonna do it for the entertainment uh you are a huge nerd. Entertainment, whatever. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't believe I just totally got those guys. Ah, Sir Bacon. Oh man, all right. Hey. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> Let's get into some TV. <laughs> Let's get into some TV talk. Um, all right, so we're going to talk about the 100 <clears throat> to kick things off here. Uh, it's not the 100. It's just Oh, my bad, 100. my bad. The hu- it's just hundred. No, no articles. <laughs> no articles. It's just hundred. Let's talk about hundred. Oh no no no! I no. We kept saying the one hundred. It's just the hundred. No, it's hundred. There's no the. Uh, it's hundred. <laughs> All right. So on this week's show, <laughs> um, so uh, John, have you ever caught caught an episode of the hundred? I haven't. Um, what's it about? So it's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just real quickly, it's uh, it's a show about um, it's a futuristic uh, show where these our civilization basically lives on space stations. Uh, this one's called the Ark, and we live off Earth because it's uninhibitable, at least to start uh, the show off. Uh, mm-hmm. These kids uh, are jettisoned off the Ark uh, and put on Earth. Uh, they're they're supposed to be criminals uh, yeah. and. They are, but they're ironically the ones that are sent first to Earth to see if it's livable. Um, but there's like a whole backstory going on. But that that's just kind of like that kind of just gets you set up for for the rest of the show. But that's that's just kind of the gist. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, no, I haven't it's, seen it. Sounds interesting. It's, yeah, it's on Netflix. Um, it's it's pretty interesting. We're we're going through episode by episode. We're on the just the third episode right now. Yeah. Um, and. We, we actually got a little backstory on um, Clark's father, which I thought was pretty interesting because, you know, we heard about him uh, to start off, but we really didn't know much. And what I liked about this was that they didn't 
um, they didn't wait a long time to to get into his story. They they got into it right off the bat, um, and I, I really enjoyed it. You know, you met the father. You see how he was kind of cool uh, with uh, was it the who's the head guy the uh, the chance Chancellor Palpatine. And everything seems all cool and dandy until he starts to realize that they're all in danger. Um, and, and, and that's when things turn bad and he gets jettisoned off, uh, execution style of the arc. Yeah, um, walk the plank. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which no. goes exactly how you expect it would in space. Yeah. There was, it was quick and, uh, quick and dead is really what happened. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, yeah, not wrong. <laughs> um, Casey, what did you think of, of the backstory and how we got to learn a lot about, uh, not just the father, but a lot more of these characters. Uh, yeah, I thought it was good. I mean, I liked it. Uh, I'm still, I'm still on the edge about this show. I know a lot of our listeners like this show. A lot of our listeners love this show. So I'm not gonna be harsh on it. I'm gonna talk <laughs> about the positive things that I liked about it today. Um, I thought the backstory was interesting. I thought that uh, her dad. Uh, Clark's dad has a little bit of like a, like a Thorish vibe to him. He's just all like ripped and tall and like big dude. I don't know. He's like really. He seems nice. Seems like a nice guy. Sad. I didn't know him more before he was killed. Uh. Uh. Yeah. No. Thought it was. Thought it was good. Didn't really give a whole lot of insight into Clark's character. Just that like now we know why she's like sad. But. Um, yeah, but we also. Right. Well, well, well see why she doesn't like she doesn't like what's his name Zane. <laughs> That's not oh, his name. No, the um, other guy. Talking about Wells. Mm, is that his name? The guy she the guy who she thinks turned her dad in or or yeah out of her, yeah yeah. But then we find out that it wasn't him that no, did it. It, it was, was it was the mom. All right. Um, I will say what? that that well I mean that that particular that particular little reveal was was okay that wasn't the biggest reveal of the show but but that was okay i like that too well i don't know if you caught this at all but in the very beginning they're all like kicking back watching like an old soccer match um and there's a moment when the mom walks in and and she hugs and kisses clark's dad and you know they're all being lovey or whatever and um and the chancellor kind of looks at them in a certain way and i was kind of like hmm like is that like a jealous look or is that like I don't. Know, I feel like there's something going on there with uh, hmm. the chancellor and the mom. Um, hmm. Maybe I'm off, but I feel like there is something that could be going on that we're going to learn about. And and when I when when it was revealed that she was the reason that he was gone, he's dead. Um, it just made me even more think. Uh, maybe there's something going on there with these two that that has not been revealed yet, um, and that they do a very good job of hiding from everybody else. Uh, <clears throat> maybe maybe <laughs> only one way to find out <laughs> i really like i really like the scenarios uh of the show i think that like the environment that they're in like the acid fog and everything like that it was a little bit lostish a little bit like lost mm -hmm. still cool though and the fact that they found they found like what was it a, a, a car or a motorcycle or something oh, like that oh yeah, yeah. No, like, no, no, like a Jeep, like a Jeep or something. An automobile. Yeah. And then they're like, no, we'll come back to it. Uh, and then they found, they found uh, what was it, whiskey? 
and they and they had never yeah. drank alcohol before, which is which I also thought was funny that they didn't have a hangover the next morning. I'm like, ah, first time with whiskey, you're down to handle. I think he'd be a little bit sluggish that next day. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it gives uh, them energy in the future. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe they've they've evolved a, a liver that's that's unlike anything of us modern humans. Uh, oh man, that would be great. Anyway. Um, now getting to the uh, the hundred on the on on Earth, you know. Uh, we got Jasper, who's barely alive. Yep. And oh, and more on that later. Yeah, I'll more on I'll, that later. I'll bring it up again. I'll bring it up. Again. Uh, what did you think of uh, Bellamy on how he was really protective on uh, Octavia and how that uh, kind of led to Octavia hooking up with the guy she was pr- supposed to be protected by? <laughs> <laughs> oh well, I mean, if you listen to last uh, two weeks, two weeks ago, that last episode I did with Matt, we kind of talked more about that where she Octavia's like. Can't tell me what to do. No one's the boss of me. And he's like, I'm the boss of you. And she's like, You're so hot. And then she starts making out. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, like immediately. Uh, it was just, I, I didn't really see that relationship going anywhere. Also, because Octavia's uh, older brother is super douche and it's just, <laughs> it's just a dick for no reason. Uh, so, yeah, I didn't see that really going anywhere. I did think it was interesting, though, that – I mean, spoiler alert, when that guy when that guy gets trapped in the acid fog and then, like, his lungs get all fucked up and, and his skin's all fucked up and he's blinded, uh, that Clark was the one to actually kill him when – Oh, yeah, yeah. When he's, like <laughs> – he's, like, clearly still alive and she's been trying so hard to keep this other guy who got stabbed in the heart with a spear alive – but then she happens upon this guy, and she's just like, there's nothing we can do. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what about that other guy? <laughs> You're trying to keep another guy alive. And she's like, no, he's, he's screwed. No, put him out of his misery. We can't let him live like this. <laughs> when the other guy is, like, screaming. <laughs> she's like, we have to save him. It just, didn't, it, was a, it just didn't make sense to me. I understand that his, like, lungs are all, are, all are burned and things like that. And his, whatever life he did live would probably suck uh, a whole lot. But uh, she was just so quick to like, eh, let's just take a pillow and uh, smother him out a little bit. What not what happens. In- not what happens, by the way. Not well, done with the pillow. <laughs> what, what I thought was interesting was how Bellamy was very, you know, he, he couldn't do it, but then Clark was so easy to do it. And I, I, to me, that said a lot more about their characters because Bellamy comes off as super douche. Yeah. And he's so quick to like beat somebody up or hang somebody because they're making out with his sister. Um, but when it came down to it, he couldn't pull the metaphorical trigger. He couldn't. He couldn't do it. And I, I, I just thought that was really interesting. Um, whereas Clark like had no problem. Um, so I know it sucks, Lucy. I know. <laughs> um, so I, I don't know. That was just that was very odd. Uh, that was very odd to me. Um, who do you think this little girl is that is um, kind of made her appearance and uh, and she's I don't, she's, I, don't know, I feel like we haven't seen her. I feel like we didn't see her in the beginning episodes like at all. She just kind of showed up in this one. Am I wrong? No, no, no. I mean, I don't remember seeing her either. And I'm wondering like where she came from. And I'm like, so what crime did this girl commit that she got sent down here with all these other like teenagers who um, I, I don't know. It was just uh, that was kind of bizarre to me. And. And we'll get to into a little bit uh, what happened with her character at the end of the show. 
Okay. I think she could she <laughs> could she could she be a a grounder as they call them who just kind of like snuck into the into she, the little ship crew. She kind of infiltrated their, oh, well, their Oh, no, I guess she's not cuz she talks about her parents being killed by the by the counselor. All right, never mind. I just debunked my own theory. Uh, but well, I mean, I, makes, you, makes you wonder where she came from, though. Like, I just like, I don't know. I mean, for all, for all for all we know, she could be selling a story, you know, and 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 making it all up as she goes. Oh, kind of like uh, Arya. Pretty much Whoa, crossover. But you know, um, we already we already know who would win that battle. So yeah, right. Um, uh, I. I I did also think it was interesting because they hadn't been calling them grounders before this episode, I don't think. And then suddenly on this episode, everyone just understood the term grounder. And suddenly <laughs> people from the planet were like, oh, wait, oh, watch out. There's grounders out there. I'm like, you guys still haven't even seen, haven't even seen them, have you? <laughs> like, yeah, but they, yeah, like they've glimpses them already. From, yeah. Yeah. And then like it was a name that everyone already knew and understood. And I think they used it on the arc, too. I was just like, grounders. All right, we'll just we'll go with it. We'll just go with it. It's canon now. <laughs> um, and I just want to take this moment to say, uh, John Murphy. He's the he's the character that uh, has been kind of second to Bell and me. Um, he's the one that is, like he seems like the hothead. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. He, uh, he he's got to- like the the wispy hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little like quad, um, like little thing in front. Yeah, he kind of looks like uh, he looks like a really young and cracked out Topper Grace. Okay. All right. That's, only, that's, only, that's the only way right. I can maybe describe him. Um, but uh, but no, he uh, he's he's super annoying. He's super annoying. He like he tries to be a badass. I'm just waiting for him to maybe meet his fate already. I'm, I'm really annoyed by that guy. Um, now now getting back to the little girl, uh, she stuns uh, the audience quite a bit in this third episode when she kills Wells at, um, at the very end. Like this. This seems like something that might have happened like later on in the show as it progressed, but uh, her character gets down to it quick when she blames his dad for killing her parents, and ultimately she kills him. What, what did you think of of, of that interesting uh, death of, a, of what seemed to be a main character? Um, I will say that like for the whole the whole episode I was watching it as I normally do like all right hundred all right okay fine whatever all right and then I got to the end I, I got to the end that scene happened and I was like oh oh all right all right hundred I see you I see you I understand now I understand so I I can see I can see the direction that I think the show is going to take and uh, if they keep if they keep bringing on like cool exciting scenes like that then I am down but if they like keep if they keep exploring like who likes who who's made out with who this week who Clark does or does not like now I don't really care that much. <laughs> no, I, I agree, and and I think um, with that I think we just have to keep in mind everything that we've been told, which is it's kind of see it's very old school CW ish the first five or six episodes, and then it completely makes a turn for the better. Um, which is totally fine. I mean, if it's gonna, if it's going to uh, improve, especially on this story, which I still f- find really fascinating. Um, I, I think it's it's definitely a good thing. So, um, but overall, I thought it was a pretty good episode. You know, it certainly had its flaws, but for the most part, um, the death kind of uh, the death of Wells certainly 
made it a lot more interesting. Um, yeah, and it was it was unlike anything that's happened so far in the show. I, actually, there was a lot of things that happened this, or there was a few things that happened this episode that were kind of unlike anything else. Like Clark, Clark stabbing uh, that one dude in the neck, and yeah. it just like, and they actually showed the knife like going into his neck, into his jugular, yeah. jugular, and then coming back out. I was like, oh shit, damn, all right. <laughs> Yeah, they, that was very uncw-ish. Uh, yeah, so that was that was pretty cool. Um, well, either way, we'll still be sticking with the show. I'll still be sticking with it. We will be. I mentioned, uh, John, you should check it out. Let me know what you think about it because I'm. Yeah, gonna- if it's on Netflix, I definitely will. Cool. Um, all right, so moving on, we had a couple season finales this past week, oh, um, and yeah, we and we're gonna get to the first one here, which is Silicon Valley. Um, which has been uh, another had another very strong season, um, which is good to see. It didn't it didn't suffer from the sophomore slump at all. I don't think. No. Uh, and and you know I, I told Casey this on Twitter. I said you know as as good as Game of Thrones was, <clears throat> as good as that was, and it was really a really good season finale. I f- <clears throat> I felt like I enjoyed the season finale of Silicon Valley just a little bit more. Um, yeah. And it's not to say that that that. Game of Thrones was bad. Like I said, it was very, very good. But just and, and this just goes to the credit of the writers and how well they write Silicon Valley and these characters and put them in these positions where you know this young startup company is really trying to make it, uh, and and it seems like you know everything is going to come crashing down around them, and then it doesn't, and then it does again, and then cliffhanger. So mm-hmm. um, it's it's. It's very interesting. So, Casey, let's get started on on Silicon Valley. Um, what did you think of? You know, it's it seemed like you know Richards in the bathroom. He's trying to tie his tie. Here comes douchebag Gavin to tie his tie for him. He's like, oh, by the way, uh, what what if I gave you ten million for my company? And he was like, really? He was like, no, hell no. Um, of course not. No. Why, why? Yeah, I'm about to get your company for free. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of of how the how that started? Um, I think that they're painting, they're doing the thing where like, this guy's definitely bad. This guy's definitely bad. This guy's definitely bad. It was surprise on the was an elaborate ruse. He was actually a good guy the entire time. I think they're doing that with Gavin Belson. We're like, look at how much of a douchebag he is. Look at how much of a douchebag he is. Surprise. He's not a douchebag. Cause now we see at the end, sorry to just immediately jump to the end, but Gavin is no longer in charge of his company and Richard is no longer in charge of his company. And I know a few weeks a few weeks back, we talked about one of the earlier episodes of this season where they're staring face to face at each other and, and like the chilies or the Applebee's that they're in or wherever. There was like that showdown where they, they talk about like, oh, we're not so different, you and I. Uh, and now we see them both in a very similar situation. And in, in some ways, they are kind of similar. They are kind of similar guys. They're willing to do whatever it takes to save their own company, and now they're no longer in charge of their own company. So, if I had to make a guess, I would say that in this next season, we're gonna see some kind of like Richard Gavin team up. That's very. I don't know who they. I don't know who they're. Oh, they're probably gonna team up against that pseudo Microsoft company and try to get each of their respective companies back. Um. John, you've been follow you've been following. The, I know you said you, you're a couple episodes back, but what has been your um, what has been your uh, thoughts on how this second season of, of Silicon Valley has gone up to how much you've watched of it? Uh, it's good. Uh, like you said, it didn't suffer. Uh, I think the second season's just as good as the first. Um, 
<clears throat> I really enjoy the characters and the story. Uh, like it's not, it's not a series that's really, uh, I guess, plot driven. But at the same time, there is some stuff going on that carries over. And I think right now the story they have going on, I haven't gotten as far as you guys, but right, I'm enjoying it a lot right now. I think I have two or three left, and then I'll be all caught up. Very cool, very cool. Um, yeah, it's just it's 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 been fun to watch these characters. I think I think as the more this show has gone on, the more Gilfoyle has become my favorite character <laughs> on the sh- on the show. Um, he's yeah. just so funny. Um, I don't even I, I feel bad because I don't even know the guy's name. Um, the, the actor's name, but, um, but this, but he is, he has certainly become more a part of the show than he was in the first season. Not that he wasn't, but you got to see a lot more of his personality come out and, and, in a lot of ways kind of help Richard and, and the rest of the company out. Um, Casey, who would you, would you say you have a favorite character, um, or, or maybe something close to that? Yeah, I think Ehrlich's my favorite character, to be perfectly honest with you. I, <laughs> I love Ehrlich. Everything he does is hysterical. He's just so, he's just so full of himself, and he's so confident. And just <laughs> I, I like that we finally see in this finale, we finally see him put on the fingerless gloves and actually start coding for like the first time in the entire show. No, that was he, really, really and good. That we actually get to see that he is somewhat competent if he... If he stops, like, oh, I'm too, I'm too good to actually code, or like, oh, my carpal tunnel, or, or whatever, <laughs> Aviato. <laughs> no, it's um, no. Ehrlich's been Ehrlich's always, been, I felt like has already been a always been a very strong character on the show, um, and and you know, I love how he likes to take credit for almost everything that comes through his incubator, <laughs> as he calls it, uh, even though he really, he's just, it's. It, I don't know. What is he like? A pseudo investor? I don't. I don't understand. Something don't, like that. Something like that. <laughs> he is kind of uh, like a pseudo investor. Well, see, he's. It's been proven in court that he's a fuck up. He is on. <laughs> it's under oath. Under oath that he is not good at what he does. <laughs> oh man. Um. But but just getting to the end of the show where it, <laughs> man, it was super intense and just yeah. I don't think really I don't know really if most comedies are supposed to be this intense and funny at the exact same time for a certain length of time, um, and it, it was just so it was so good how they kind of dragged it out, but not dragged it out because it it was it was a forced to be dragged out. It all made sense and it all worked in uh, the confines of these characters in this story, and, and that is you know uh, Richard wins wins the lawsuit uh, because of a minor detail that. That Gavin and his lawyers did not see, uh-huh. um, and 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 just before that he thought he was going to lose, so he texts uh, he texts um, Jared and says wipe everything, just get rid of the whole of, of Pied Piper cannot exist anymore, and <laughs> and then he gets the word that no they get it back, and so he his of course his phone he dies. He tries to text them, yeah, and his phone uh, he, dies. His phone dies, and then he runs to a coffee shop, and and they give him a phone. He just no, he doesn't. They don't give it to a phone. Give him a phone. He takes a phone, but of course, because we all use cell phones, nobody remembers the phone numbers, so he doesn't <laughs> know it by memory. And so he's running like crazy to get home, and he's so he's he's so worried he's gonna get uh, everything's gonna get wiped on the on the other side of the spectrum. The guys are, are instead of you know just hitting delete and getting rid of everything, they get um, so close. <laughs> They get so, so many close. times. 
But, of course, Ehrlich says, oh, let's toast this. Let's toast this last moment of Pied Piper. And <laughs> Wait, then, um, is, this a wheat, is this a wheat beer? I can't drink this. <laughs> Hold on. We've got to get him a new beer. Oh, They're going back and forth and back and forth. And then, finally, Richard gets home. And just as they're about to hit delete, um, he tells them to stop. It doesn't matter because the screen had frozen. So, yeah. nothing happened. Pied Piper's still there. So just as it seems like everything is fine and all is right in the world, uh, super, uh, Gavin, I guess in the world of douches, this would be Gavin's, du- Gavin's brother, which is their, what, lawyer or investor? The, the, the guy who got upset because he's, he wasn't uh, worth a billion, he's worth a million now? Russ Hanneman. Russ Hanneman. And he sells his seats in Pied Piper, or, or, he get, or what did he... Does he sell his seats? Is that right? He sells yeah, his seats he sells to, uh, his, his board his board seat basically his yeah. board seat or his back- invest he his investment stock whatever his stake is he sells it to the pseudo Microsoft company yeah and now Richard is uh is not He's voted charge. out yeah yeah it's not in charge of his uh his own company uh what did you think of that whole sequence of events I and think how <laughs> oh my god how did you what did you think I I think that. This show has is no longer really like a strict comedy anymore. Like it was it was hilarious. It's one of the funniest shows on television, but it's not just a comedy anymore because in that like it was that that season finale was funny. It was funny and it was kind of stressful up until the last 10 minutes. And in the last 10 minutes they managed to generate more like angst and like and closure and and suspense then I think most of this season of Game of Thrones was able to generate. Like, in the last, like, the last five minutes of that episode of season uh, of Silicon Valley, I was, like, standing out of my chair. Like, I was, <laughs> I was driven to, like, stand up and, like, pace around because I, I wanted him to make it. I wanted, to, I, I wanted him to get back and save his company and not have them delete everything. At the same time, it was they still managed to make that stressful situation very hilarious because, of course, they're all nerdy guys and they don't really want to commit to anything. So, so they get really close and then they make a new excuse why they should put it off and then they go do that and then they come back and then they make a new excuse why they should put it off and then go back. And, uh, and that, that I, found, I found very, very funny and very, very clever. Um, it's also a little bit tongue-in-cheek, like the kind of thing we'd see a show like Community do where like the audience expects them to just go ahead and press the button, but they need a, they need a reason to put it off. So they, they come up with this ridiculously outlandish thing that, that of course, of course, they would only have to do in that situation because, because of the suspense and everything. And, uh, and I, I thought it was clever. I thought it was really clever. And then, yeah, like you said, just when you think everything sorted itself off and it's a happy day – it does the thing that Silicon Valley always does, where each episode ends with them in a worse situation somehow than they started off in. <laughs> yeah, it, it, they just they do such a good job of that. You know, and, and I would actually argue that the last ten minutes of the show was like the last fifteen minutes of when the White Walkers fought Jon Snow and the Wadlings. Uh, it was Pretty that much. intense. It was that Pretty intense. And, and yeah. just it was just a comedy. That was just the only difference. Um, but it was, oh man, that Silicon Valley is so good. I, I know you're going to enjoy the last few episodes, John, so I'm excited to see, to, uh, for you to watch those. So, uh, yeah, in season three, in season three, I think we're going to see Gavin and Richard both in a, in a sad state and, uh, they're going to have to, they're going to have to team up and, and work together. 
Yeah, and that would be such like one of those like unholy alliances that would be so funny to watch. And I know the writers are going to have so much fun with that. Well, and that also gives that also gives uh, Gavin the opportunity to be like a mentor, the mentor figure to Richard that he kind of wanted to be in the the Chili's slash Applebee's standoff situation. He's just like, give your company to me. And like together we can rule the Silicon Valley as <laughs> as douchebag and son, <laughs> but uh, uh, but yeah now we actually now we can actually see that team up situation where we have the good guy and the and the bad guy. I, I'm I'm really excited to see that because I'm almost positive that's going that is what's going to happen. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't. I would not doubt that at all. Um, all right, so that was the season finale of, of Silicon Valley. Um, it's a good I, one. So like we said, one. this is our favorite comedy on TV, and it, it's diver- deservedly so. I mean, it's such a good show. Um, so moving on to the other season finale, uh, we got uh, Game of Thrones, hey. which was what uh, a little bit of a show, a little bit of a popular show. <laughs> a little a bit couple of people, a couple of people watched it. You, you might have heard of this little thing. You might have like, uh, you might have seen the internet almost or Twitter almost break uh, like that night. Point- 8.3 million people or something like that tuned in to watch the last episode. That's probably an understatement. Jeez. That's, yeah, that, that's definitely an understatement. Um, but, you know, I'll, I'll give, I, I want to say this. Game of Thrones did a nice job of really attacking each story in which I didn't think they would. You know, we talked about this last week. I thought that the Jon Snow and um, the Night's Watch, I thought that storyline was done. I thought we weren't going to see anything till till next season. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah, I don't know anything. Um, so, uh, just real quickly, getting started, um, Casey, what did you think of of Sansa and and uh, and I guess Theon and uh, side crazy side chick of Ramsay and how <laughs> that and how that whole how that whole uh, situation went down? Um, uh, it was super suspenseful. Didn't expect it. Didn't expect it. In hindsight, I probably should have because it makes sense that that Reek would remember to be Theon in the last couple of minutes and and, and save save her. But you can still you can see that he's still really scared of Ramsay. Um, I think now he's finally just gotten to the point where he's like he's just had enough of the had enough of the tyranny. Tyranny doesn't care what the repercussions are. He's got nothing to lose at this point. He just wants to redeem himself and save Sansa. And so yeah, pushes that annoying chick off the balcony. Uh, she had a nice little tumble, Humpty Dumpty style, and uh, <laughs> then they 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 jump into the snow, and we don't see what happens to them after that. So I would I'd assume that next episode's gonna pick up uh, with them probably getting discovered by Brienne of Tarth, who we didn't see oh. much of at the end. There, I know she was she. I it looked like she was going to storm the castle as they were coming out of it. So I don't know I don't know what's gonna happen there. Maybe she, maybe that's a little like a Scooby Doo, like in one door, like as they're coming out the other one situation where she walks in and they're going out the back door. That's an awkward. Yeah. That's awkward. Now I, I wanted to ask you about this. Speaking of, of Brian, um, what did you think of her scene with Stannis? Uh, do you know the one thing I can I can say? I think we can all say about this episode was it wasn't short of death scenes. Um, right. And and well. You uh, well. Here's the thing: was do you think Stannis is dead? I don't. Do you, I'm not. I'm. Not, I don't believe it until I see it. 
for myself. The fact that it happens off screen is too is it leaves too much to chance, I think. Yeah. Especially I, I, considering the payoff that he was the debt that he's due for, I don't think that they would just do it off screen. Yeah, that's a very good point. Um Yeah, cuz it just like it we've all known from comic book movies uh, if there's this off-screen death, it does. It means that the person didn't die. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see uh, how that is, how they how they um, attack that story uh, going into season six. But um, what did you think about that battle, which turned into a freaking slaughter by uh, Ramsey's uh, army? Uh, I think it went it went pretty fast. I mean, I know it was the final episode. They were trying to squeeze a lot into it, but it's like we see the two armies come together and then like the very like like hard cut to the end of the battle where it's, there's just bodies everywhere. Uh, and then you have Stannis kind of kind of like trudging trudging around half dead. Um I don't know. I thought it was a good I thought it was a good standoff. I I don't know. I thought I thought maybe if they would have done it like an episode sooner they they might have been able to flesh it out a little bit more, but I but for where they put it, where they put it, and for what it was used for, uh, plot wise, I thought the battle was the battle was pretty cool. We didn't really need to see what the two main guys were doing all that time. We just needed to see how the battle turns out, basically, and that's what they showed us. Very true, and I, I think that um, we didn't get what we wanted, which was to see Ramsey and and Stannis kill each other um, and both die in the process. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll be carrying that over to season six, and hopefully, one of these guys will get the the death that they are deserving of. Um, so, uh, now there was a very, a very big moment for Cersei in this show, um, and and she really, uh, you know, big credit to Lena Headey for uh, uh, for that scene because she she acted yeah. her ass off. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um what did you think of how she had to she was shamed and she walked naked shame um yeah so actually i thought i thought somebody said uh somebody tweeted out uh shame and hordor would go well together i thought that was pretty funny (laughs) um yeah (laughs) that's funny Um, um what did you think of that whole scene and how she had to do that in order to get in order to to try and get some sort of freedom I uh yeah I mean I I figured she was going to she was going to appeal to the mother's mercy. Uh, I think I that was one of the predictions that I actually got right in our last episode. Uh but yeah, that it seemed like it was pretty straightforward like it was just the thing that was going to happen. I was surprised we didn't see what happened to Marjorie in this episode. I was a little bit disappointed yeah. in that. Uh but yeah, credit to the actress who plays Cersei. That's a very very tough scene to do being completely nude and also having to just like break down as you're walking through this town and having people throw shit at you uh yeah it was like it was heartbreaking and i never thought that i would feel bad for cersei that's like one in my book that's one strike against the finale that it made me feel bad for cersei how <laughs> dare they? Uh, but uh but yeah no it was sad she's an amazing actress and uh i'm actually kind of excited to see what happens next yeah, because like we had talked about in the past, like these high sparrow, the high sparrow, and and all these people have seen to seem to have their own agenda. You know, yeah. first we thought that that sh- they were working with Cersei when they took uh, Marjorie and her brother in, uh, but then uh, that backfired, and Cersei was thrown in in prison. Uh, and so, 
Um, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see how that what comes of that. And then we got to see um, the brand new uh, kind of uh, mountain in a way. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Darth Mountain. Darth Mountain. Uh, yeah, this guy, I mean, he's still huge. I wonder if he's going to play a big role in um, as we go in season six. Cause, I uh, hope so, because that is a cool fucking character. He is. He is. And he's a man. I mean, we saw what he did to Oberyn. Um, yeah. I, I, and, and Oberyn's a badass himself. So, um, yeah, that was just – that was really interesting. Um, now, speaking of Cersei, you know, we know that she sent uh, Jamie off to retrieve uh, their, I guess, daughter, nep- niece, whatever you want to call her. Um, uh, and, and, it's Deese. Yeah, it's Deese. I like that. It's Deese. Um, and, and, and it seems like everything's going well. It seems like, you know, there's, uh, there's a, a mutual respect there and they're going to get – Get the daughter back and everything's fine, but uh, not so much. Uh, you know, just as they're in the water, it seems like they're in the clear. Um, uh, her nose starts bleeding very much like, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Braun. Braun's nose started bleeding in the prison uh, when he was, you know, cut with uh, one of the uh, Sand Sisters' um, uh, blades. Yeah. And, and as it turns out, uh, What's her name? Why am I forgetting the names? Um, the one because there's wanted- a million and a half characters. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, basically the 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 woman uh, who uh, the, the love the leader of, Oberon, of the Snake Sisters. Yes, she kissed she kissed the daughter on the lips, and it was I guess the poison was on the lips, and and it yep. got to her, and and. I mean, that pretty much says she's died. I mean, it's another off-screen death, but I think we can assume that can that, assume. One, that that one actually might stick. Um, yeah. Uh, because there's no way that they had the po- there's no way they had the the remedy to to uh, fix that. And and you know, we see her wipe her lips, the, the lipstick or whatever it was, off off, and then she ultimately takes the the the, uh, the serum, whatever you want to call it. I don't even know what to call it. <laughs> And, and everything's fine, and she's okay. But um, they... <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just funny listening to you talk about death with your daughter, like laughing in the background, watching what I can only assume to be a child show. <laughs> yeah, she's got Disney on back there. Oh, um, man. That's funny. But, anyway, sorry. But, back to the death. Back to the death. But, uh, you know, she got her revenge that she wanted. Um, this is going to cause some huge shockwaves uh, yeah. as soon as Cersei finds out. You think her, that they're gonna? You think they're gonna flip a Yui and like go back, just be like, "Hey, what the fuck? <laughs> what was that all about?" Because they're only like in the middle of the harbor when it happens. Like, I just be like, "Hey, can we go back and just like, did you guys, did you guys do this?" <laughs> I don't. I part of me thinks that they're not gonna go back and see what happened. That they're just gonna sail off like, like she just had this disease the whole time, and they don't. They don't think that she was poisoned. But I mean, if that was me, I'd totally just like. Go back a couple hundred feet, redock, and just be like, "Hey, dude, uh, so, so my daughter's, or no, sorry, sorry, my niece is dead." Yeah. Um, so remember that prisoner that I just got five minutes ago? Yeah, she's yeah. dead now, and I think that you had something to do with it. And then you know he tries to get the sand sisters back, and they've like you know, you know they've conveniently disappeared. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, that could uh, happen. 
that might that, very, that could very well happen. Um, but yeah, that's certainly. I mean, you know, there, there's with everything they wrapped up on certain stories, they opened up even more storyline for the sixth season. Um, I want to make sure. I'm, I want to make sure I'm getting everything covered. Before. Oh, Arya. I wanted to make sure. Right. Arya. Okay. Right. What did you think of of that whole scene? I mean, obviously she got the revenge of killing that guy, um, uh, but you know, then she goes back to the uh, back to the house, and she's told by um, <sighs> damn it, <laughs> the dude. Jagan Haga. There it is. That that wasn't that wasn't who she was supposed to kill. She was not. That wasn't her de- her life to take. Yeah. And and then uh, he says, you know, one life for another life. And and it seems as though he commits suicide. And and says this is your punishment for doing this. And then ultimately, it was another person that died in Jagan Haga who was still alive. But um, we also kind of you- got to. We got to see how the masks work. That was pretty cool. I like yeah, that. that was really cool. Um, Sorry, continue. What, what did you think of of Arya losing her sight? And like, I mean, her eyes were turning white. I mean, what what was? What do you think that was all about? Uh, well, I think that's about her being blind now. Uh, I think that that's probably her punishment for. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> is that too is that too blunt? Uh, no, I think she's I think she's blind now uh, as a punishment for for killing the wrong dude, and so now she has to. I mean, the whole the whole like theme of her being there has been like, I am nobody. I am nobody. And so the the blindness might play on that. Uh, now she can't she can't see what she looks like. She can't see what anyone else looks like. And so now that might play into her really, really coming to terms with the "I am nobody, therefore I can be anybody" personality mm-hmm. that you have to have. And I yeah. think she might she might think twice before she disobeys the faceless god again. Uh, I'm, I don't, I don't think that they'll keep her permanently blind. I think they'll give her back her sight in the next, once she makes atonement in the next season. I'm not really too concerned about it. Uh, cause she's a, she's a badass character and she'll continue to be badass. Uh, no matter, no matter what. Uh, plus you can't have two blind Sarks. They have, no, <laughs> if Bran who's, <laughs> if Bran who's already blind, they can't have two blind Starks. There's just too many blind people. What is this? Daredevil? Uh, but, uh. <laughs> Yeah. Well, not just that, but God, I mean, I, I, okay, we'll get into Jon Snow in a little bit, but it's like right. it's, it's like anything that anything bad that can happen to the Starks will happen to the Starks. Um, but but you know, now now we're gonna get on to uh, what I want to call the main event of the evening, and that is uh, Jon Snow's character, which uh, I I've never read the book, so I didn't see what I saw coming. Hold on, hold on, wait, 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 John, how, are you caught up? Uh, I don't watch Game of Thrones. Okay, Whew. all right, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> all right, close one. Um, I, I, uh, man, I don't know how. I'm still, you know what? Here's my thing. I'm in denial. I don't think he's dead. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I thought it was a little uh, well, convenient that Melisandre came to the wall at the same time as that all happened because right. she has the power to bring him back to, to life. Right. So I think that, you know, the, the funny thing was after the show ended, you know, and, and we see Jon Snow dead, um, these articles started popping up right afterwards. And, and it was articles of Kit Harrington saying, Jon Snow's dead, he's never coming back. Of course they're going to say that. Um, 
let me just let me just make this analogy. <clears throat> I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a sports analogy out there. I'm about to lose. All right. I'm about to lose most of the listeners right well, now. And and um, one of your co-hosts. And one of fine. my co-hosts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> when the NFL has its draft, where they draft players, uh, teams say things to other t- to, to the media to make it seem like they're not interested in a player. That is called a smokescreen. What Kid Harrington did to everyone out there is threw a smokescreen out there. Of course they're going to say that he's dead. Of course they're all going to make it seem like, yes, he's never coming back. He's never. Why would they say, yeah, he's totally coming back, even though this character died, this beloved character that everyone, just, like that's their favorite, died? Um, he's totally coming back. So, of course, they're going to they're gonna say the reverse and say, oh, he's totally dead and, and set it up so that when he, if and when he does come back, it's going to stun the audience. So that, that's just my thought. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think you're probably, you're probably right on that one. I mean, on the other hand, uh, he might also be super dead and he might not come back because the show loves to torture its viewers like that. Uh, they totally would, I think, too. I think if he, does, if he does get revived by Melisandre in the next season, it won't be the first episode. It won't be the second episode or maybe even the first few episodes. I think it'll be like mid to late season six before we see anything like that happen. There's probably some kind of quest someone's going to have to go on to bring him back. And I think that that one kid, I think his name's Ollie, the White Walker kid. I think he's yeah. going to – or the, the, the oh, villager no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. kid whose parents were slain by White Walkers. Almost the exact opposite of a White Walker kid. Uh, uh, I think he's going to play a big big part in that. Because why else would they include his character in there? Why else would he develop such a hatred for – why would else would they make him develop such a hatred for Jon Snow? If not to, when they bring him back, have him be the character who's like, oh, oh, Jon Snow's pretty cool, I guess. I can't, can't <laughs> kill him. Uh, he's uh, all right. Sorry, Jon Snow. Sorry about that. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that potentially happening. Uh, I will say that when Jon Snow died, like I kind of knew, I, like I knew it was going to, I had it almost spoiled for me. Like I knew a character died in this episode or like a main character died. And by that point in the episode, there was only John Sto- John Snow's story left, so I <laughs> figured he's probably the one that dies. And so when it happened, I was just like, "Yep, all right, okay, all right, whatever, fine, fuck you, Game of Thrones, that's fine. <laughs> you gonna do that to me? You gonna make me feel that way? Fine, whatever." So, I mean, the first step is anger. <laughs> no, it's not. I don't even think that's the first step. I I skipped a couple of steps and went straight to anger. <laughs> No, it's um, I, you. You weren't the only one. Uh, that's uh, that's for sure. I was talking to a friend of mine actually after that um, episode on Twitter. Um, her Twitter name is actually at Fallen Angelic uh, on Twitter. She she's a um, a big she she's read all the books or at least most of them I believe. So she knew like a lot of the stuff that was going to happen because she, she tweeted me. She was like, "Were you as pissed off as my husband was?" I was like, "I was pretty mad." So. Um, uh, so she she kind of gave me some backstory on some of this stuff and and how it it relates f- going forward. But but I guess a lot of this stuff is going to happen in the next book coming out, which a lot of people still haven't you know obviously people haven't even read yet. So yeah, Jon Snow's story even in the book isn't even finished. Like he might he's he's dead in the books too, but it doesn't mean he's dead. I think George R R Martin even I came out and said that you know. It's not – this isn't even a done deal, even though HBO and the producers and, and everybody is making it seem like it. Um, it's, it's not it's, – it's really not set in stone. And I think that's where 
Well, that's why I feel the way I do, but it's also why a lot of people are still in denial that you know Jon Snow can still come back and he can still um, uh, his character can still come back and have a big part uh, a big part of the story. Yeah, and it seems like they're they've already established that they're down, they have no problem going off script if need be. Yeah, so, I, I, I think that yeah. the show can go in in any direction it, it wants to at this point. And yeah, hopefully that next book is done before the next season comes out. Not that I'm going to read it or anything because I'm illiterate, but uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, hopefully it'll get spoiled for me by someone who does read the books. Yeah. Oh, it will be. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> hopefully. Uh, hopefully. <laughs> um, all right. So that's going to do it for Game of Thrones. You know, um, I was talking to John uh, earlier this week and, um, you know, he was, you know, John was telling me a little bit about some shows that he'd been watching. Can you know, I there was one that I do want to check out, and um, oh, why am I forgetting the name of it now? Uh, Shame, shame. It's it's a, it's a fox. Shame, show. shame. Oh, uh, Wayward Pines. Wayward Pines. Yes. Can you tell oh, us a little is. bit about that show? Because I haven't watched it yet. Casey, you haven't watched it, right? Nope. Um, can you tell us a little bit about Wayward Pines? Because I know that's starting to gain gain steam um, as far as, far as popularity goes. Oh man. Okay, so. I uh, I don't know because everything. If I say something, it'll give away everything else. But it's 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 about a guy who ends up in a town and uh, he can't leave. So the show is based on him trying to figure out the mystery of why he can't leave and why everyone is so weird in the town. And it's it sort of just plays out through all the episodes. Um, I think it's a it's a ten part miniseries, which I really like because then you know that the story is going to move quickly and it's going to have uh, like a for sure end at the at the last episode. So I really like that. Um, but I think what I really enjoy about the show is I'm pretty good at predicting the outcome of movies and TV shows, and so far this one is just you know, throw me for a loop every single episode. So I really like that because once you think you have an idea of what's going on, it's that you have no clue of what's going on in this show. And it's really cool. I don't care too much for, uh, what's his name? Matt Dillon, mm. but the story is good enough to where I can kind of overlook his shitty acting. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you haven't had a chance, I recommend checking it out because it's really, really good. And I think as of right now, you can catch all the episodes on Hulu. That's where I watch it. How many episodes have they done so far? I think it's like at six right now. Six. Uh, seven, oh. but I, I think six. Oh, so they're almost halfway done with uh, the show. Yeah. Yeah. And this last episode just like blew my mind. Oh, man. Might have, to binge, might have to binge this one. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's super good. All right, very cool. Thank you for that, John. I know I wanted, uh, was hoping to, to hear you talk a little bit about it because you know, like I've been hearing so much about it, and I, uh, I haven't talked to too many people who have who have watched it. So that's that's some good insight. <clears throat> um, all right, so that is going to do it for our TV talk for this week. Uh, we're going to miss Game of Thrones just like everybody else, and Silicon Valley too. And man. That's that's I love I love that we get these shows for like ten episodes, but then it sucks when they end because I'm like, yeah. well, it's only it's still the middle of June. Like I don't know. I guess I guess I'll just I'll go watch Wayward Pines now and then get caught up on that, so I'm good to go. Yeah, um, that one and uh, Aquarius is really good. 
Yeah, I got that in my DVR. I really want to check that out. I'm, I'm Someone big, else was uh, telling me Aquarius was really good. Yeah, David Duchovny. I've always liked David Duchovny. Um, and, and this is a period piece, right? And they're going after Charles Manson or something? Uh, he's in it, but it's not... It's not uh, the whole show's not really about him. It's more like a... What is it called? Like a crime procedural? Okay. Like like he's kind of the backstory, but everything, but each episode, it's it's like a different crime that he's solving. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Sounds good to me. Uh, yeah. Do you know if if that's like that's if that show's coming out on cable right now? Because Aquarius? I watched it on Hulu, and I was looking at the air dates and the like after the first two or three episodes, most of the the dates that it's supposed to be aired, they said like July and August. I thought that was weird. I know it's an NBC show. I know that. Yeah. But I don't know about it being on anything else other than NBC. So I didn't know if like uh, if if like Hulu got like an exclusive, you know, to just to, um, to preview the season before, or uh, has I, it already? Has the whole thing aired already? Because no, I don't have no, cable. That's what I was trying to figure out. No, no, it's still, uh, it's still uh, going through its season. I, I think it's only been on for like, a, like four or five episodes, right? Like it's, um, it's still oh, relatively. Because okay, I already watched, I already watched the whole first season. Oh, you did? Okay, maybe yeah, then, then maybe Hulu does yeah. have an exclusive deal because I know that when I've seen the commercials, I know I've seen Hulu shots of Hulu on it, um, but uh, but maybe they, maybe there is some sort of exclusive deal with Hulu. I have to go check that out. Um, yeah, because they, they have all twelve episodes on Hulu. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's good to know because yeah. I didn't I did not know that. I thought it was an NBA. You know, with regular TV shows, you know, they only get released on like Hulu like the week it comes out, and then it's only yeah, on for yeah. so, so long. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, good to know. I can definitely know. I can. I don't have to like wait for on demand. Then I'm just gonna go straight to Hulu. <clears throat> um, all right. So, so I guess that'll do it for a TV talk uh, because you know, like I said, I really wanted to get in. To a lot of other stuff going on in the summer. Remember, there's, it's it's summer, but there's still a lot of TV going on. We haven't had a chance to talk about it, but I really want to talk about Hall and Catch Fire when we, when we get <laughs> one of these days. We'll get back to days. it one of these days. Yeah. We'll get back to it. Um, oh, that's another one you should check out, uh, John. Is uh, it's a slow burn, but it's a good slow burn. Um, Which I one is that? On, uh, Halt and Catch Fire. That's on Netflix as well. It's very eighties. Um, it's very very, 80s. very. It's it's like it's. The way we summed it up when we were talking about it last year was um, this is the serious version of Silicon Valley. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. So, yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think you should definitely check it out. But um, that is, like I said, that's going to do it for our TV talk. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we're definitely going to miss these shows that we love talking about. But there's going to be plenty more of them. And, uh, and, and it kind of works out because next week is our 50th episode. So... Um, a lot of things hopefully going on for that. Got uh, some might, big plans. Got some yeah. big things planned. Might, might be a little different than past shows, but it's our 50th, so that's why we got to do it a little differently than all the other ones. We're going to um, have a midlife crisis. We Live. are going to have. You're going to hear it all streamed, so be sure to download that episode. Um, all right, so classic movie TV picks for this week. Uh, Casey, what do you got for us? Shit. Shit. <laughs> uh, go ahead, Pete. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> You don't have anything? Uh, well, John, not, John, yet I, not yet I don't. Let me just boot up the memory banks in my head. <laughs> uh, John, John, I know you're a, a last-minute guest. If you have one, not. If you do, it's cool. But uh, do It want... doesn't have to relate to anything? 
It, it can be anything. It doesn't man. really have to be a movie. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, probably uh, Young Guns. That's one of my favorite movies. Oh, that is a classic. Yeah, even the even the sequel was really good too. It, it, that one was uh, just as good as the first one. Okay, very very cool. Um, yeah, that's uh, man. That was that was quite a cast. You had Emilio Estevez and yeah, Charlie Lou, Sheen, Charlie Sheen, Lou Diamond Phillips, uh, Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah, that movie's yeah. awesome. That movie's that movie takes me back. <clears throat> Uh, good movie though, um, but I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna suggest for this week uh, an oldie but a goodie, uh, Back to the Future. Um, nice. It's it's something that you know, even if you own it, um, if it's on TV, you you're not gonna change the channel. Uh, it's it's <laughs> it's one of those ones that that will that always receives a repeat viewing, no matter uh, where you at, no matter where you are on your couch or whatever you're watching. It's just it's it takes. Uh, it takes the cake. So, Back to the Future. Um, I hope you've seen it. Um, you never know. There might be some people that, out there that have, do not know who Marty McFly is. So, um, well, this I is the year. This is the year for it. If you're going to see yeah, it, 2015. Exactly. That's right. That is correct. So, uh, make sure you educate yourself on that. Go see. You know what? Go see the trilogy. Just go see the whole thing. Back to the Future one, two, and three. And, and side note, actually, Back to the Future two was the first movie I ever saw. Um, at the movie theater. I think that was uh, 86 or 87. I still remember sitting in the theater watching that for the first time. So, um, yes, hashtag I'm old. So, <laughs> so. all right, uh, Casey, uh, what do you got? Hey, yeah, so uh, my pick that I just happened to forget, uh, sorry, I don't know how that happened, uh, is, uh, is Nightcrawler. Uh, it's the, oh, okay. Jake, the Jake Gyllenhaal movie about yeah, I saw a- they just put it on Netflix. Yeah, it just got on a Netflix. It's a nice little, nice little insight into uh, how the the nightly news gets its its live stories, and uh, it's pretty damn accurate to to real life. And so, uh, yeah, check that out if you have any interest in how uh, how the media goes about getting some of its uh, more gruesome shots. And it's a nice, it's got some comedic parts. It's also got some pretty action oriented scenes is very suspenseful and jake gyllenhaal plays a creepy guy so i mean what more could you want <laughs> very very true um yeah actually i got that i it's funny i um it was in my dvd queue and i just got it recently and of course that's when they put it on on streaming i'm like yeah i just wasted a i just wasted a dvd turn but whatever um of course it worked out that way all right, so that is going to do it for our picks this week. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, be sure to check those movies out um, on any streaming device you have. I'm sure that they're available. Um, all right, so thank you for listening to the show today. It was good to do a, a regular show and get back to get back to what we usually do with our crazy shenanigans. And uh, John, thank you for coming on for the show today. Thanks. It's always good to have you on. I enjoy being on, man. Awesome. Um, <laughs> and uh, we're actually actually just a. Uh, a little, a little peek behind the curtain, but uh, John proposed this week that we all do a crossover with uh, Epic Comic Cast, so we're we're possibly trying to work something out and and getting all that together. So we'll that's all that's all safe for now. So uh, <laughs> while we try to get it all together, he's got a good idea. I'll just say that it's a very cool idea, and it's going to be a lot of fun once we can get this whole thing uh, together and we're all talking about it. So it's going to be a lot of fun, though. It's going to be a lot of fun. <clears throat> um, so stay tuned. Stay tuned yeah. for calamity. 
<laughs> Stay tuned for Calamity. <laughs> That's right. All right. So, uh, John, why don't you tell everyone they can find you out in a little bit about Friday Night Fandom? Okay. So, Friday Night Fandom is the podcast that I host alongside my uh, girlfriend, my brother, and my cousin. We basically just cover everything. Uh, that's happened during the week as far as comic books, TVs, movies, uh, and anything pop culture, pretty much. You can find our show, uh, you can download it on iTunes, and you can also find it on Stitcher Radio if you don't have an iPhone. Um, we're pretty much on all on all platforms of social media. We got Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, and I just recently started playing around on Periscope, which is pretty cool. I'm really liking that. Um but if you want to keep up with us, the best place to keep up with us is going to be on Instagram because that's probably where I'm the most active. And, um, yeah, check out our show. We're going to record later on tonight, and we'll probably have an, a, our episode up before Monday. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you very much, John. <clears throat> um, uh, Casey. Hey, you can find me, as always, uh, the stupid things I say on Twitter at Via Blast, uh, pictures I take on Instagram at Facey Cranko, and uh, pretty much everything else on Snapchat at L Shades of Franco. And that's about it. Awesome. Uh, you can find me at Pacing Pete on Twitter. You can find us on Twitter at Scene and Nerd, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, you can email us, scene, letter N, nerd at gmail.com. Uh, iTunes, subscribe, let us, uh, give us some reviews, let us know what you think of the show. Um, that is going to do it. Uh, until next week, you have a DVR, use it. Bye bye, bye bye, bye bye, bye bye, bye Oh no, it's still falling. Oh shit. <laughs> 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 I'm trying to figure out the format for next week's show because it's not going to – I don't want it to run like our past shows. I want it to be a little different. Uh, so. Yeah. Well, you want you want like a storytelling session, right, where we just go and like – just kinda, like reminisce, reminisce about the good old days? <laughs> kind of sort of. I guess we can play the dramatic music in the background for effect. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, just like have little sound bits of, of our past episodes, like stuff that might be kind of funny that, um, you know – uh, that might be, I don't know, relevant to what we're talking about, or you know, just just some funny little clips and stuff of, of things that we did when we were, you know, uh, going <laughs> when the we first were young and reckless. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was a crazy year, man.